weird. They didn't want to tell anyone yet because this object was too weird to be believed. It was in the wrong place. No. Weird. Australia. All right, we're joined in the studio tonight. Uh, very privileged to have uh, Breathing Shrine with us, uh, Bonnie and Rob. They're going to be uh, having a bit of a chat with us soon, but uh, they've uh, very kindly decided they're going to play live for us tonight in the studio. Um, so without much further ado, this is Breathing Shrine, live on New Weird Australia.
You'll be listening to Breathing Shrine on FBI on New World Australia, live here in the studio. And uh, I'm joined now by Rob and Bonnie from Breathing Shrine. Shrine. How are you going, guys? Thanks, Steve. Doing well, thanks. You can have a new name, Breathing Spine, something else. You Spine. Know, breathing Shrimp, maybe, or something like that. Uh, it's a bit of a tongue twister. <laughs> thanks for coming in. Thanks for joining us, um, particularly since you um, have made the trip, uh, I guess, from five o'clock this morning, driving up from Melbourne. Yes. And you're looking pretty perky, it has to be said, for, uh, for get, getting up that early. You know? yeah, a few Zs in the car you know, helped the cause a little. And that's what happens when you don't have to do the driving. It's good, isn't it? That's right. Um, now, you're here because you're playing live uh, tomorrow night uh, for a show called uh, Fuzz Lost Fuzz at Excelsior in Surrey Hills. A good lineup on there with uh, Constant Light, Axon, Borgia, and uh, the guys from Scattered Order as well. And uh, you've also got some shows um, on Saturday in uh, the Illawarra somewhere. Uh, yeah. yeah, in somewhere near the Gong, if not in Wollongong. Um North Wollongong. Ostomer, that's right. There's a great pub on the headlines at Ostomer. Is that where it is? Yes. Okay. If you're from uh, Illawarra, you know exactly what we're talking about. So you know where to go on Saturday. Um, now, um, you guys in, in Breathing Shrine, I mean, you're, this is um, the recorded stuff that we were just listening to there. Um, that's uh, your kind of first or, or kind of first piece of recording under this name. But um, many people may know you as... Uh, I guess two thirds of Grey Daturas, mm-hmm. um, and under that name you recorded and played live for for many years. Um, and what sort of split up about a year ago? Would that be fair to say? Yeah, yeah. I think it's exactly yeah. a year ago. Um, it is. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Now, what was the? Um, what do you see as the kind of main difference between what you're doing with Breathing Shrine and Grey Daturas, other than the name and, of course, the fact you've jettisoned? Hmm. Um, well, that's perhaps not the right word, but you know, one third of your mm-hmm. of, of greater tours is, is not in breathing shrine. What's what's the difference between the two, and what precipitated the change? We'd um, we'd always worked in different formations um, as the greater tours. We would get booked for gigs, and one of us wouldn't turn up, so we'd change the name of the band, and it would still be, you know, two thirds of of the band, and um, I guess um, we'd achieved a lot under the name Great Aturas with the three of us, and um, our lifestyles had changed considerably in the eight or nine years we were together, and um, we had different demands on on the project, and some of us were, you know, had had higher aspirations than others, and um, I think it got to a point where personally i didn't really feel like it had much life left in it under that in that dynamic and um needed to pull back and um breathing shrine was kind of born out of a a tour of the u.s where um rob couldn't attend and so we were kind of left to kind of start the band or not start the band but continue the band as a duo and we didn't think it was right to kind of keep parading around as great aturas when the uh, the dynamic was a little different and was sort of shifting a lot from from that sort of very kind of loud and uh, cathartic kind of experience mm-hmm. that well, that's how I would have seen it at the time um, and we just wanted to distinguish I guess the mood and the approach to the project. From Great Aturas, Great Aturas was a 
a bit of a touring machine. You know, it, it didn't seem to stop. And um, Breathing Shrine is the opposite. It uh, it slowly does what it does, and we love it, and we don't want to stop doing it, but we don't have any pressure on us anymore mm. to mm. achieve anything or um, visit a, a new place or conquer a new country. Or, you know. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more relaxed in our approach, and mm. and I think that comes across, you know, how I feel about playing with Rob in this format. Mm. Mm. You mentioned there that that idea of kind of stripping it back. I mean, is this um, sometimes when when other bands go go through this uh, process? I mean, it's kind of semi cathartic in the sense, but it, it does sometimes bring you back to points of kind of first principle. Mm-hmm. Was do you feel that was kind of part of this process as well? It kind of takes you back to the reason why you not so much the reason, but even some of the sounds they might have been looking at when you first started playing. Some of the rationale when you first started playing was that part of it, or or, or what else with that kind of stripping back sort of entail I guess that it's just the two of us now it just gives us that um, more flexibility to um, change what we're doing Um, I feel like there isn't any sort of sound expectations between the two of us on what we're going to do on a particular day Mm. Um, you know we might play drums one day um, or just you know strip it back to straight guitars or I guess it's it's just about the um, the kind of musical relationship we've built over the years, and just um, you know, in terms of stripping it back, like just loving to play. Um, you know, whether anyone else appreciates it or not is not up to us anymore, and, and it doesn't matter anymore. Um, we're happy to play without amps. We're happy to play with amps, with drums, without and. Um, I guess that's kind of the, the the barest principles of it, you know, mm. just enjoying the experience of creating mm. without actually having any songs to fall back on. And um, I guess when you get to something as as you say that kind of success level that Grey Jatura has had, um, you know, that that yes, that now that's that there's that sense of um, no expectation necessarily from yourselves or from the audience, but as you see, it gives you the complete freedom to to go wherever you like and do whatever you like now. And uh, you must be really—I mean, it tells even just by the way you're talking about it. You must be really kind of enjoying that. It's it's a relief because we uh, we kind of lost touch. We did lose touch, I think, of where we were going. And um, you know, the sounds are this are similar, if not the same. Um, and I'm I'm prepared for people to critique that but um, we're not really forcing anyone to you know ingest it anymore like it's we, we were we're very lucky to have been invited here um, thanks Shane uh, Stu yourself um, uh, we uh, had an opportunity to help out um, Shane and Scattered Order back in March I think of last year um, and it's quite a privilege to be you know invited back um or in in return invited to their city mm. um you know without we didn't necessarily hunt for a gig but the gig was there and um the invitation was opened up and that's kind of what we're looking for mm. now we're not we're not after that you know we're not we're not trying to release records and we're not trying to um you know be the best band on the night or anything uh, mm. you know it's just it's great to have you know access to other communities other than our own and 
and that's what we loved about touring in the first place. We met all these interesting people who were like-minded around the world, and um, but after a while, that you sort of lose touch with that when the schedules are tighter and uh, there's money involved. And when mm. you find that yourself having to make space or not being able to make space for the reason that you kind of first started doing it in the first place, I guess. Yeah. Um, now we heard there obviously a recorded track, and you you mentioned that idea of kind of being no pressure to necessarily release an album but the track we heard there so what's the idea behind that I mean is is the album in progress then is that is that the plan or we started a pr- an album um we were yeah we what's the plan Rob we get out an album open. and um <laughs> it, 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 it started to get over laboured in my mind like it it didn't it, it got to, it got about half finished and felt like we needed to kind of step back from it for a bit and mm. think about what we were doing with it and what we wanted to well what were we going to do with it once it was finished and now that's about a year since those yep. sounds were kind of recorded um yeah it, it's it, it it's one of those things you know, just <laughs> when it happens it happens yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now um when uh, when you were playing there live um i was in i was sort of Interesting. I mean, how much of that is uh, pure improvisation? I mean, how much are you bringing when you're playing live um, to to that? Is, is, is any of that kind of um, pre-constructed or is it all purely improvised? I guess we've been playing together for, you know, quite a while now that I think anyone who comes to see us play will sort of recognise the sounds and where we're going with, mm. you know, things on a particular night um but i just found playing in here in particular it was the environment changed mm. a lot shane's phone's ringing <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't know like it's it's very much environmental where we take things um we've got common hooks and sounds and mm. um there's limitations to what we can do, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, both skillfully and you know based on what we own, you know, yeah. equipment-wise, but or what we've got at, you know, at our disposal. So tonight we've got yep. two different amps we've never played through before, and um, those kind of factors can really change the way we, uh, I guess, control the direction. Like we might have a preconceived idea just based on the last show we played, and it just won't go anywhere near that direction because mm. of the fact that there's a different element you know like mm. a new amp or no amp or you know it's 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 spontaneous but we uh you know we're not we're not inventing anything new every mm. day it's just it sounds different it would be like you know instead of we're, instead of playing songs we've just got like the elements the mm. sounds and we just arrange them as they kind of happen mm. on, a, on a on a sort of gig by gig basis and um, yeah I guess one of the things that's interesting about um, listening to the sort of music that you're making here with with Breathing Shrine and I guess also um, perhaps kind of connecting with some of the stuff that you did very very early on when you were sort of making soundtracks for sort of experimental films and stuff like that that um, one of the things that we're always kind of interested in particularly in this show is is where um, some sound is is categorised effectively as art or sound art and some sounds are, are regarded as being noise or you know um you know doom metal or whatever else we want to call it but actually um you know those 
not necessarily extremes, but but those kind of uh, identifiers um, have quite a large overlap, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I guess from listening to even when you're playing live in the studio, that that actually um, it can go. It feels like it can go either way, you know. That there's that kind of community of people that are interested in more kind of abstract sound art type. Mm-hmm. And there's others who are coming from more, I guess, from a, from a rock tradition mm-hmm. and so on. Um, but I guess you're not really concerned about where people come from or how people label you. It's, it's that's all external forces, right? I guess you know when we first started playing music, we wanted to be not like other people, but you can't help but be influenced mm-hmm. by the things that really kind of strike a nerve with you. I mean, early on, we were in, really into like Cage and um, you know Cluster and dark throne and like all these different elements that um you know were really important to us um but you know we couldn't really pick which one to do like we couldn't we couldn't just be a a sound art band because we Mm. were into melodies and we couldn't be a metal band because we're into noise and um you know i think the the one thing that uh, we we all really kind of latched onto was just drones and um from from that sort of foundation you know you can really add anything to it mm. and those are the kind of things that we started adding to it and you know then the, the percussion and you know you know we're into you know, stooges and you know can and you know, trying to think of a, a, a more f- trendy kind of, <laughs> or like obscure, <laughs> you know, name to drop. But back yeah. then, you know, those were things that you know, kind of rocking our socks. And, yeah. You know. And inevitably, you know, because that is part of your um, genetic makeup, I suppose some of those sounds will still continue, or some of those ideas, particularly. In, you know, you mentioned Cage there. Some of those ideas will still filter through to what you're doing today, even if they're not immediately apparent. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, the the Cagey stuff. Um, was really important at the start, but um, also when it came to recording, you know, we were really fascinated with experimenting mm. with you know album structure and um, you know composition and well you know through through a lack of composition, we mm. kind of found a way to compose stuff and make an album flow. And mm. I think it's something that once we have the time and you know the energy to kind of piece together a proper album or recording, you know. They're things to definitely look back on and see if we can use to our advantage again. Well, look, um, thanks very much for for coming in tonight. It was great to have you play live in the studio, and uh, we're very much looking forward to uh, seeing you live in Sydney tomorrow. It's at the Excelsior in Surrey Hills. Um, I I keep mentioning the bill because it's a great lineup, but it's been put together by the guys from Scattered Order. And uh, Shane, who was in the studio uh, donning around with us earlier, apparently is going to be joining Scattered Order live on stage, which is uh, or as part of the ensemble of Scattered Order tomorrow night. He'll also be joining us um, in Wollongong. Fantastic. Yeah. Great. Um, and um, yeah, I think you're, you're, um, there's uh, some other uh, artists appearing on the bill with you in Wollongong as well. Um, but uh, check uh, check the web for details. Thanks again for coming in. Thank you very Great. much Thanks for having well. us. Um, now I'm going to leave you. We're going to, uh, it is only quarter to 11, but we've got another long breathing shrine track queued up. So um, I'm going to uh, say sayonara and uh, sign out with this one because it's a nice long one to take you through to uh, the next show here on FBI. Um, I'll see you again uh, next Thursday, but uh, maybe we'll catch you t- tomorrow's gig at the Excelsior as well. This is Breathing Shrine on FBI.
There'll be no work done today in Sydney. A million of us are on the move, swarming into the streets like bees in the sun. No. Weird. Australia.